0: Checking out the Nifty Q Show. All right, good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome back to the Nifty Q Show. We're interviewing founders, leaders, and builders in the non-fungible token industry and web three space. Today, I'm sitting with Jordan Lyle, a serial entrepreneur. And founder of VenturePunk will be touching on his journey since leading off the 2020 NFT bull run with Meme, where he thinks the industry is headed towards the end of this year, his NFT NYC thoughts, and much more. Jordan, that's a lot of stuff, man, but I hope we can get to it. How are you doing today?
1: I'm uh, doing well, Cube. Thanks for having me again. It's always great to, to chat. Um, so much going on, even in a, kind of this down, quote unquote, down market. So much happening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about your web three free agency right before I press live, man. Tell me a little bit about that. Let the, uh, the listeners out there know what the, the update is from you with venture punk. I know that's kind of hitting the deep and heavy stuff right away, but I love it.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. It's good to get kind of get up to speed here and get some context. Um, cons, you know, serial builder, serial entrepreneur, um, and so, I, last year I launched Nifty's Nifty's.com. We did projects with uh, Warner Brothers. You know, there was the Matrix project, and Looney Tunes just launched a bunch of really cool projects coming up as well. Um, I've I've decided to kind of part ways. I'm still I'm still you know an advisor and and co-founder and shareholder, so I still want nothing but success uh, for them. But I need to get back to my roots of, of building and startup mode and, uh, you know, native Web3 and get back to just, you know, having fun with with uh, NFTs again. So, um, yeah, just joking about being a Web3 free agent for the first time, just because I've gone from project to project with, you know, no gaps and lots of overlap and always working on different things. So it's the first time where I can actually take a breath and take stock of the of the market and figure out where, where I can, where I can best apply myself and what values and uh, value I can provide to other projects in this space. Uh, So venture punk is kind of, um, it's kind of a catch-all for all the things that I like to do. Love helping other entrepreneurs, love investing in others, whether that's capital or time or advice. Um, So it's, it's like one place where I can one entity I can use to, to leverage my experience and network. And mm. so it's it's it's, it's going to include me consulting for some projects, me advising and uh, incubating projects, some, some of my own projects I'll launch through it, um, may set up a fund at some point too, to invest in others, to invest in assets. So it, it's really just, you know, a, it, it's really just like, uh, like my, my brand extended yeah to be a company and still really flexible, but I'm excited because I can do a bunch of different things. And as you know, I've got my hand in a bunch of different projects and, and, uh, different corners of, of web three. Right. So I'm excited to, to help out. And I'm currently, you know, talking to a lot of different people trying to find, um, projects that you know, I can, I can jump in and help. Like there are several, I was, I just had a couple of calls this morning of like, Hey, we have this amazing tech. We have this amazing art. We have a small community of like passionate people. How do we take it to the next level? Hmm. Um, And now that we're in, you know, now that we're in this quote unquote down, down phase, um, I think we're going to, we're going to see these quality projects rise to the top and these other projects where people were just in it for the for the money or for the lulls, those will start to fizzle out and we'll really see the quality rise. So it's like, how do, how do we make sure that the, the good projects stick around and can can continue to uh, engage the community?
0: Yeah, I wanna get your answer uh, to those questions of, of those uh, founders that are asking you these important questions on how they're building their business, how they scale their business, all this good stuff. I would love to get maybe some answers that, that you can give them. But before that, you know, backstepping a little bit, you mentioned how, you went from project to project with no gap. With this like area of time now that you can kind of sit back and reflect, do you look back at all and say like, what I learned from each project, maybe meme, maybe Nifty's, have you been like taking a reflective approach on those two projects?
1: For sure. Yeah, there's been some downtime and giving me the opportunity to really think about just in the last two years of how things have, changed so much um and i always tell the story in my my origin story in crypto uh you know bitcoin in 2013 but you know ethereum in 2017 in 2017 when i really fell in love with ethereum and the ecosystem and became a quote-unquote builder and in, in on ethereum i was working at a company called Jib Jab, which was a Big digital media company, big you know, early early internet media uh, platform and and studio. Um, they they acquired my company back in 2014. So even thinking back then of like digital content was was there before I before the blockchain, um, you know. So it was like still still one story arc, right, where I worked at a, at, at this innovative digital studio creating fun content for the internet and then i worked at um crypto startups i worked at consensus launching products and DeFi, and that led to oh i love the blockchain i love fun digital content let's mash them together and start something like meme Mm -hmm. uh, which spun out of control on its own but it was like it was kind of like the perfect perfect project for me to just sink my teeth into and get behind and devote all that, the time and attention that I gave it. Um, so
0: so two things there with meme, uh, and I love to kind of dive into a bunch of different things, but like, what is the pineapple gang up to these days? And what is your biggest takeaway from the meme time now being about two years out, uh, from that project? yeah.
1: Yeah. In August it'll be, it'll be two years, uh, which is just crazy to me. Um, you know, meme is still, uh, there's still a pulse, um, because of the, the small tight community that will always kind of have meme in, the, in, in a soft spot of our, of our hearts. Uh, meme will always be a thing. Uh, I think, um, there was, you know, when, when we, when the three of us, me and my, my meme co-founders left to start Nifty's. The thought was that we can kind of do both and start to transition. Uh, obviously, um, that was naive to think that we could do two major NFT platforms at once. Um, so we we decided to put all our attention on Nifty's and hand off the reins of Meme to the community. And there were several people, including Silver Surfer, that said, yeah, we, "We we want to see Meme continue, so we'll start to build future iterations and future platforms. Um, one thing or another that didn't happen for one reason or another. Uh, there were a few starts and stops, and um, there was a new token that was issued. there was a new PFP project that was issued, and some some highlights uh, here and there, and some some great additions to the community. But um, this new platform that was supposed to supposed to take it, take things to the next step uh, didn't actually launch. And there's kind of a falling out between the existing community and Silver Surfer. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now is like, is, is, is in this next valley. Uh, there, in between in between new launches and releases, new versions of meme. There are some early rumblings of people that are in the community that wanna launch something and utilize the meme asset and use the meme community. So I wouldn't count meme out by any means. I'll always be I'll always be around i'll always be in the community i'll always be fighting and pushing um and helping wherever i can so yeah. i i would expect uh, a return of of the meme in some shape or form here in the next you know the rest of this year potentially in the next few months if i had a hunch yeah um,
0: i i really yeah. think that someone that's listening you know out there you, you you need to understand how big meme was at the time like you guys were like a viral community at the time i remember the what was the hashtag that you guys would don't buy meme was like a huge hashtag at the time. But it was just like such a big thing within the smaller NFT community that existed at the time. And you mentioned also that, you know, there was this handoff to the community, which I think gets talked about with DAOs and how this is like the natural progression that you should eventually move to. What, I mean, like what other, what were some of the little things that went wrong? Was he just not communicating to the community? It well, I,
1: yeah, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time just like calling him out, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to launch a product in general, not just in web three, but it's hard to build software that, that people want to use. Right. Mm. So I think there was some underestimating what it takes to, to build, um, and just not being totally aligned on incentives. Right. Uh, we handed off. the assets right we handed off the treasury at the time or a portion of the treasury and we handed off the 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 domain name and the twitter um without like an understanding of of what what all that meant and hey what it was kind of just handing it off hey go go for it and that enough kind of like um you know handshake agreements and not not really enough around like holding holding people accountable and uh informing the community. Um, And it's because part of it is because it's it's there were no entities, you know, there were light versions of a DAO. um, Mm. But there there wasn't really anyone holding, you know, incentivizing someone to launch. It was really for a while. I mean, that was kind of how meme was going. It was more just like a labor of love uh, until we tied in some some fee opportunity in, in the secondary and did some other things. Uh, did some like auction. It was really just a labor of love. Um, and that can only carry you so far. And in, in especially when in, in the market turns over, or when uh, it just, you know, the community fights back and all the negative sides of this stuff. So I uh, there, there's a lot of drama in there. But it, it's really just like, it makes sense. You know, there's there's a lot of competing priorities. Uh, when those incentives aren't lined up perfectly, uh, it's it's hard to get someone to to work on your project.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard that from some several other DeFi founders, right? That maybe start with a token. Meme token was, I think, existing before the NFT platform itself existed. So that and that's kind of the opposite of how NFT projects launch now. But there was an issue of like. Okay, there was this massive increase in value on the token, but the team wasn't necessarily associated. Uh, so, I mean, like that—that—that's a great—that's a great, great uh, kind of segue into like talking a little bit about DeFi before we make it to Nifty's. Man, like, are you involved in any DeFi projects these days? Or, or what's? How do you think the DeFi you know space is moving forward? Because it was such a big thing in in 1920. In
1: 2000. 19 2020 yeah um i was the defi guy to, to in many circles right i was at consensus uh, i was was brought in to be the product lead of the of the defi team at consensus so like i was living and breathing defi when nfts came around it was almost just like a, a switch that flipped and it was like we're not. We're doing more than just building financial software. We're actually getting creative, and we're building communities that way. And we're getting to work with amazing artists. So, almost completely shifted my attention into the NFT ecosystem, and kind of kept my eye on what was going on in in DeFi land. Um, we also started to see more financialization of of some of these NFT protocols, and now, you know, there's jpeg there's um you know guys like arcade and nftx and people like using nfts as collateral um so they started to bleed together a little bit so that i would say most of my attention or a lot of what's going on on the on the DeFi side in my world is as it relates to nfts um i i stake ethereum i do some things here it's kind of like set it and forget it but um, yeah, it, a lot of my time is spent spent more focused on uh, NFTs at the moment and, and DAOs and uh, you know innovation on that side, which I, I feel like it's it's all related. It's all overlapping, yeah. right? Um, so yeah,
0: I mean it makes it makes a lot of sense. I'm sure there when you got when you're at consensus that when NFTs started popping up and you started talking about it to your team you were likely like getting a lot of, you know, sideways looks, which is entirely different, you know, two years on. So you moved on from, go uh, ahead. Did you have anything there?
1: Well, it's funny, you know, consensus is this, this huge company founded by one of the the co-founders of Ethereum. Um, they're amazing at what they do, but like, I think they'd, they'd tell you that they've, they've, in the last few years, they've kind of been late to the party with DeFi and late with NFTs. Um, they, they've kind of, they've kind of upped their, up their game. And now there is like consensus NFT, uh, studio and department and all that. But, um, yeah, the early conversations is like, no, DeFi is, is silly. It's, it, we need to be doing, you know, big enterprise level stuff. Or we need to be doing central bank, d- digital currency. We need to be doing all these things. Um, and then when it, when it came to NFTs, people just thought it was cute. People thought it was uh, one cool use case, but not necessarily something that we can build protocols and companies and products around.
0: Yeah, I wanna get on some of the chat here. Uh saying, the way Meme initially played out was insane. Uh, I still have my grail. Uh, big shout out to Alien River, Hash Rhymes, uh, and some others that are showing up here early as we just went live. Uh, so, so when you're talking, when you're talking about consensus here, why do you think that they're so late on a lot? And again, I feel like I'm, I'm reaching for like us to kind of throw dirt on anybody. It's not to throw dirt, it's just to kind of like, I guess, discuss these topics. But why do you think they're so late on some of these movements?
1: They're taking a big bite, uh, of this whole space. You know, they are probably if you had to pick one company that is you could point to as being like so influential and impactful in, in the ethereum ecosystem crypto at large over the last eight years or whatever like you you'd you'd point to consensus just because they power or invested in or you know oversee so much of the ecosystem so much of the infrastructure from in Fura, to MetaMask to uh, you know all their investments invested in pretty much every major project over the last few years. Um, they've just got so much going on, and, and it's it's um, and it they've kind of been ride, riding each each wave, right? So in the 2018-19 downturn, they had to lay off a bunch of people and move from like fifteen hundred employees to under a thousand, and now I think. And, and they recently split into two or a couple of years ago, they split into two entities. Um, so they're just trying to, you know, they're riding the wave of each of each market cycle. Um, become a big company with a lot of different opportunities when you're able to take projects with the Microsofts of the world when you're able to take projects with like actual governments, like countries. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's hard to do everything all at once. Um, they have had success whenever they kind of um, empower, like, founders. Um, I know they're, they're always kind of rethinking and, and manipulating their internal structure and uh, having a team that focuses on investing and having a team that focuses on building products and communities and projects. Um, but they have enough capital and enough really brilliant people that I'm, I, I know they'll figure it out
0: love it, man. So uh, you mentioned two places that you worked at here, so consensus, you moved into meme and then you had you started having discussions with your co-founders at meme about Niftys. and Nifty's is a great product as well. I know ma- the Matrix drop was like a huge for the space in my opinion. you guys have been working with like a large a lot of large IPS, a lot of large brands. Uh, so tell me about kind of founding Nifty's what you've learned since then and then we can dive into some of these uh specific drops that i'd love to talk about
1: yeah sweet um so yeah as mentioned you know we had meme it was doing really well uh it because we launched the token first you know the 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 economics uh were were strange made made more sense for a community project uh we were approached by oxb1 kind of the big collector and DeFi Whale. And he said he's putting, putting a team together, kind of like the Avengers, Inif- Avengers Initiative, right? Um, he had some people that were looking to start an NFT company. Me and my, my co-founders at, at Meme just launched an NFT platform and community. So uh, Jeff Marsilio, the, uh, the C- CEO of, of Nifty's Now, um he came from you know almost a decade at the nba doing new media stuff he launched the blockchain initiative at the nba which went on to produce uh top shot um so he had this background of media and business and uh ip rights and all this stuff uh instantly get in the door with all the big brands and we had this background of like actually launching nft projects and and deploying nfts and doing all that so it sounded like the perfect combination. And it was, you know, we, we hit the ground running and we launched literally launched our first day with, uh, with the space jam project and, um, you know, brand new platform getting to launch with the big summer movie was, was great. Um, it's an awesome team and it's doing so well. And they're starting to find their footing in terms of like what, what they should be focusing on, the users they should be focusing on, the projects they should be focusing on, because a year ago, it was like, there's so many different opportunities. Where do we focus? Are we a studio? Are we actually doing the art? Are we just a platform? Are we, do we provide an API or are we creating bespoke projects for each customer or are we the interface? and they started to figure it out and they started you know with with these launches of several other projects you mentioned matrix which was huge matrix was the first pfp project uh, at at 100,000 um, you know pieces mm-hmm. to to sell out first 300k or sorry first 100k pfp project to sell out um, and uh, and that was amazing and that was such a you know and there were several hundred people that got in line. So like the, de- we c- couldn't even keep up with the demand with, you know, hundred K PFP. Yeah. Um, and that, and that was super fun and the, that community continues to flourish and they're right now they're launching more like gamified and like, um, uh, engagement platform where now that you have your, your, uh, matrix character, you can compete in different challenges and prizes and write up, you know, run up the leaderboard and earn rewards and compete against other people um so they've kind of found their zone in like this big IP, like known ip launch a big community build out this system for uh you know engage engagement engaging the community with a new pfp drop and then keeping them engaged and building out this kind of this ecosystem and this economy for like Chuck E. Cheese, you know, you're earning tokens and you're redeeming for pro- for prizes. Some are uh, IRL event experiences. Some are additional NFTs. Others are like merch. Um, so they've they've kind of found the sweet spot, and they just launched um, a project with Looney Tunes. And I think in the next couple of months, you'll you'll hear some new updates from them. Yeah, not just on the product side, but also you know with new uh, new partners. So yeah, doing really well. I mean, when you talk about like things that I learned, I mentioned why I'm moving on and that's, um, they found that zone and it it became more of a, of a, uh, like they found their, their spot and it's engaging these big brands. And for me, my background is like startup product management, starting things from zero. Um, yeah, I- and i
0: I do, I do want to stop you there because I, I, that this is the crux of like the discussion that I would like to have, cool. which is the idea that some projects are tackling mass adoption, and it's cool that we're even able to have those discussions now. I feel like even two years ago couldn't, I mean, we would say it, but it didn't mean anything. Now you're selling out 100k drops. The idea and, and the debate I think that's happening right now is the difference between scarcity and flipping and investing that you see in Ethereum right now, and what you're trying to do with hundred k drops on Topshot, shot hundred k drops on the Matrix. I, I want to get your thoughts on the difference there, right? The, the there seems to be this like backlash against projects that launch on Flow, for example. Like Doodles was thinking about moving to this this protocol, but the Ethereum community is much more used to hey, let's build smaller projects, let's keep the scarcity low, and let's all make a little bit of money. Whereas I feel like these larger distributions maybe don't have that in mind. So I'd love to have that discussion with you. I know that's a kind of a big topic, but I'd love to get it.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And that was always a challenge. Um, right. Do we go out of the gate really strong with hundred K or do we take it slow? Um, you know, point number one is that like it's all an experiment, right? Like we're all just trying to figure out what is, nft mass market what does that look like um given the success you know at the time last year uh nft summer last year um there was obvious demand for something like this from the matrix from a big studio you know we we started talking to these big brands when as soon as we launched the company so in march of february and march or of uh 21 and the reason, I think the one of the major reasons why we landed so many of these big deals was because we were approaching it a little bit differently. You had people approach, like everyone wanted to do a project with Warner Brothers, right? One of their new movies. Um, why did Nifty's get the deal? Well, several reasons, team and, and, uh, and all that. But we, 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 we knew what they needed and that was user engagement. They didn't need to do something like Coca-Cola and mint a couple NFTs and sell them for, you know, 100K. You know, they didn't need to do something like Top Shot was just showing clips because that was done. They needed something different. Um, So we brought brought this background of, of media and growing communities. And we, you know, we tried to do something that was more of like engagement around this, Known IP, so I think I think there's something there, and that's kind of why why it caught everybody's attention. You know, they they could have done anything, but they decided to like build on top of this community engagement thing. But I think it's still early, and um, I think we'll start to see more and more experimentation. Um, for some projects, it's it's I think it's important to launch on an L2, or at least wait until Ethereum has has done the merge here in a couple months uh because in the nift in the in the nifty's approach focused more on non-crypto natives right for many people it was their first time buying an nft for most of the people they bought with a credit card they didn't really know that they didn't really know the, what the blockchain was um they had a wallet they didn't know maybe what that meant they just knew that they bought an nft and they've got it um under the hood, they could have exported private keys and they could have sent it around and done all this stuff. But main, more of a mainstream user was the focus there. And in that case, it doesn't make sense to do it on Ethereum because the user's gonna have to pay a ton of money in gas and you need to educate what gas is, you have to educate of you know, new wallets. But we're able to do this kind of hybrid approach on a side chain of Ethereum and um, make it really easy for the new user I think that's that's one that's one thing and, and nifty's is going to continue to explore that and make it easier and easier as time goes on um and then you have people and big brands that are going directly to ethereum and they're just kind of focused more on on the existing nft community and and you know we've, I've, we've obviously seen things with with nike and adidas and others that are going directly to Ethereum. And I think it's great. And I think at some point we'll probably meet in the middle, right? Um, again, it's all experimentation. I'm excited to see what in this down market, the companies that are in it for real, because they see the value in a tokenized community and those that were just kind of in it to make a few extra bucks. Um, so yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what, what some of these groups can do in the, in the coming year.
0: Yeah, we've seen examples of how the Ethereum projects, you know, activate their community. I think, obviously, like those are the projects that we've seen all the time. I am interested in how the Matrix and Space Jam, how these communities are built after the fact, after those drops, uh, you know, happen and what that looks like on the ground. Because it's a, it's a, like you said, it's a little bit different of, a, of an approach. So if you have any insights there, I would love to get them. And then the differences maybe between Matrix and and space jam like what what were the needs of both of those uh companies did they differ at all or did they you know come across very similar
1: yeah they both were warner brothers so it was the same partner same client um with the first one it was really completely an experiment you know nfts were the hot thing come come summer of 21 um and we wanted to do something that was a little bit more traditional, like a, like a trading card. So the first NFT looked like a trading card and you had different versions and different rarities and different characters. You had Bugs Bunny and um, Daffy Duck and Taz and the Roadrunner uh, as part of like the movie. So it was really a, a movie. I wouldn't say it was a movie promotion. Um, but there's a reason why we launched it like right around the movie, right? For, so that the NFT project could hopefully promote the movie and vice versa. So that was focused more around like an experiment, um, and not really necessarily long-term plan. There wasn't, there wasn't a huge roadmap. We ended up doing several other follow-up projects where, okay, you've got your, toon squad then you're going to get your your goon squad which was you know the the villains in the movie and then you could do burn and replace and you can get some extra things and um so experimental and it was really our first first attempt when it came to um matrix we had this we we kind of had this whole story arc and roadmap thought of ahead of time so you know A month after minting your matrix character you can take the blue pill or the red pill right everybody was given the option so it was like gamification and engagement storytelling was kind of built into that project from the start Uh, so that we kind of learned our lessons and and kind of realized that like um keep things going and to keep things excited to keep people engaged we had to have some of this stuff figured out ahead of time.
0: What does success look like for your Warner brothers, uh, partner there? Like, is it this a sellout of the project? Is it, uh, an increase in awareness? Like what metrics are they looking at to come back to you and say, Hey, we want to do this with another brand.
1: Um, yeah, I think initially it was just like, uh, do enough people care about this thing, right? So sellout, I think was was good. We were continuing to like, massage the numbers up until launch of like, what what could be a sellout? For us, it was probably the same thing. It was an experiment of like, can we launch a project and get people interested? Um, Moving forward, it was like, okay, NFTs are a thing. Uh, We have enough passionate people. There's a big like untapped fan base of um uh of of uh Space Jam you know 100x the size of the Matrix community right that were just like for for what 20 years waiting for a new movie um so that's like this untapped dormant like beast of a community that would just jump at this stuff uh, now, now the the shift of thinking of, of like goals for the project shifted to like revenue. Um, this could be a revenue opportunity both up front and then down the road. Uh, so that shifted some of the, you know, some of the requirements and uh, some of the goals and some of the goals around the community. Um, it's easy for the pendulum to swing a little too much in that direction. And I think it's, it's helpful to do something in the, in the, right in between, which is more like, let's just get passionate community to get together and let's get money. We need money to continue development and to pay developers and all that. Uh, but, but I think users can tell when it's so profit focused and it's more of a cash grab hmm. that I think, I think you need a combination of like a trust between the brand and the platform and the user that, yeah, there could be a lot of money passing through, but, uh, it really should be enough to kind of keep the project going and not necessarily, you know, writing, writing checks to big IP holders.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned trust. Like if you have a launch again, this is where the Ethereum detractors come in. It's like, if I don't make any money, essentially maybe I lost trust in you uh, in a sense, like the projects that are super uh, engaging within the Ethereum space have noticeably, you know, increased in value uh, over time. You know, you don't, you don't see a lot of, uh, you know, projects that lost people a lot of money as the biggest blue chips in the space. I know that's kind of like a chicken or the egg situation, but yeah. that's, I think, the biggest attractor comment, right? Would you have anything, is that kind of what you're getting at or any thoughts on that?
1: No, it's really tough, you know, um, especially now recently, after, you know, in the last month or two, as as we started to see projects not sell out. And that was kind of a, a splash of water, right? Of like, oh, just because you have cool art and you mint a cheap NFT, and like, doesn't necessarily mean that that you're going to sell out. You can have all the following and promotion. Um, we're starting to see more and more projects go to freedom to mint. Uh, I was just talking to a founder today that, like, at the last second, they decided to mint for free and hope that that. You know, just for the optics of like selling out, they sold out in minutes, or they minted out in minutes, uh, and hope to make it up in the back end and follow-ups and things like that. Um, but but now they don't have similar to like the meme story Great where we, we minted the NFT and we didn't have a treasury, we didn't have a dev fund, so it starts out just like volunteers with like just wanting to do it for fun, and maybe at some we'll get we'll get some money coming in. Um, and it's really hard to know, right? I mean, it's better to get it out there, get all the art out there and and, um, start to prove how you're different, rather than just like, uh, we were relying on getting, you know, a million dollars in in our initial sale, or however much, uh, and then just being stuck. And what's the incentive to mint? If only 10% have minted? Why? Why do I want to? Why do I want to mint anything? Mm -hmm. Um, So So it's tough. I mean, was that project successful?
0: Was that project successful that you you mentioned? You don't have to mention them by name, but the one that wanted to do a free mint, did that end up leading to more engagement or more interest in the mint? We're right
1: right in the mix of it right now. Um, I think, yeah, they they went free and they minted out in a few minutes. Um, And they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we go from like this really cool art, small group of passionate people, and how do we how do we tell more people about it? How do we get more secondary volume? How do we get more people in the Discord? Um, That's, I think that's the problem a lot of groups are facing, whether they did a free mint or they charged and um, didn't mint out, even some projects that did mint out and there's like at at some stagnation point here where it's like, how do we take the next step? Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people jump to like staking or or you know airdrops or erc20 tokens or uh, you know all these other things and in some cases they work uh but i think there a lot of times some of these things are pretty um short-term focused and you know it's cool to do staking but like unless it's really built in and it's part of your value system it, it really just could be a temporary like crutch and if people want to sell they're going to unstake and sell and it's really just a way to keep the floor up so it's all superficial um and it's tough for founders that want to do it right mm-hmm. you know and not you know you, you see some projects where they're always talking about the floor where groups of people are getting together and buying up the floor um sometimes the prod the project itself is part of that other times it's you know the community does it mm-hmm. um or they're buying, you know, wash trading mints and using multiple wallets and building out these things. Yeah, it's real. It's really hard to spot those things and uh, be be a builder that that's trying to stay above all that stuff and and build a st- strong community. And maybe their only fault is that they they waited, you know, a month too long before yeah. launching this thing. I. Um,
0: i I do feel bad for those founders that are launching legitimate projects into an absolute bear market where if you launch something six months ago i don't care what it was you know uh or maybe in the summertime last year yeah i was selling you mentioned meme launching your token prior to the the nft launch like i said that's not obviously the case for most nft projects usually there's talk of like some erc 20 or some you know quote-unquote currency after uh, the fact after the nft project is launched I know Andre launched Wi-Fi and had a, a little bit of the same issue where there was like a, a whole distribution to the community, how do we get paid? There but you know, I'm going to I want to get your take on this because I do feel like the NFT Freeman does have that incentive of the fee, right? Like that's that's what your your main goal is at the end, right? The 2.5% basically is like I guess the the standard across the industry. So maybe it's a little bit better than you guys had in just the DeFi space, right? With with the meme token or Wi-Fi, for example.
1: Yeah, with meme, it was, you know, airdrop a token to the Telegram community um, and then see what happens, you know. And then some of us were motivated enough to go post liquidity. And then it was like, it's not like you're holding a NFT and it it retains value and you can buy and sell it. But, um, we were motivated to then go build a product, build a platform. So that's when, you know, a few, a couple of us, my co-founders at, at Meme spent the next two weeks after that, launching the, the don't buy meme.com platform where you stake your ERC 20 token and you earn points, which can be redeemed for NFTs. Um, and so we were kind of motivated, okay, if anything's going to happen, we need to build. Uh, And I think it kind of flipped around, which, where it was just like, um, we need to just launch these NFTs and we don't really need to build anything other than just like a, you know, a 10k project. Um, And people kind of relied on the community, maybe a little too much. Uh, Where I think like, don't even get involved unless you're, don't even start something unless you're like committed long term, full time for a year and at least, and you have, you don't have to have a specific roadmap necessarily, but just like bullets, bullet points, you know, major milestones of like, everyone talks about, oh, then we're going to do a, a metaverse thing and then we're, oh, we're going to build a game in Unity or whatever. Um, but you need to show some steps of like, here's how we're going to provide value. Uh, and, you know, I, I say these things as that was like a negative for meme, but that that was the only way it could happen, right? Because that's, that's just how it happened. It has, and yeah. like, no one would have cared about it if we said, hey, we're going to be doing this thing. You know, maybe and i would have loved to know what like what would have happened if we built the platform just as a platform and had others maybe build on top of it and there was no meme token uh so i'm curious to know like how how that would have played out however without this airdrop and this instant pump Mm -hmm. and this crazy total valuation and token pump and crazy crazy community and the meme of the pineapple and and all that stuff without that, uh, like it wouldn't have been a thing. You're right, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you created Evangelist like right off the bat just via the token airdrop and that was, yeah, I agree. Like it happened the way it happened and uh, who knows what would have, you know, occurred elsewise. So uh, you mentioned, you know, going from nifties where you were working with these big IPs to launch 100K drops to wanting to go to a smaller group or building smaller projects that's what you're doing here uh at your new uh you know project here so tell me a little bit about uh this new venture that you got going on man
1: yeah titled venture punk and kind of borrowing off of uh you know still working on the branding and, and messaging and all that but um borrowing from the punk ethos and culture and community i think when when you own a punk uh there's an understand we had a punk's brunch in nft nyc and there's kind of like this unspoken um shared understanding of like oh this person's either an og or they care about this this community so much and it's not necessarily about the hype the other, uh, other side would be you know these other big these giant projects um no pun intended there and uh so the whole idea is that we'd have more organic growth and um uh, So I'm going to be advising some projects and doing some consultant work and uh, launching some of my own projects here and there. I've had several side projects, but this will allow, like, give it an opportunity for some of these things to really grow and flourish. Uh, You know, if, if big company comes knocking, you know, be hard, hard to turn down some of these, some of these things. But I think at, at the heart, it's like, if they understand what it's all about, which is just like, community first, uh, slow growth, experimentation. Um, You know, my experience even before blockchain was like, you know, launching several projects, products and and startups, the lean startup mentality, which is just like, at all costs, avoid waste. And it's such a bummer when these big, like going back to what we're talking about when these big projects launch and no one seems to care. So kind of flipping it around and starting with the community. So still, I guess taking lessons from, from meme, uh, which is like, start at, start with the community, start with the vibe, hmm. start with these shared ideas and goals, and then slowly growing things and issue a token when that makes sense and being open and transparent and upfront, not being afraid to step on the gas and, and grow but only doing it so when it makes sense. And it, it's funny because I, um, this is all kind of happening, like I would have done this regardless, but it's all happening in a, in a, in a bear market now. Um, but it just lines up perfectly because now is the time to like, okay, what didn't work in the last cycle? What was clearly just like hype driven and what were the elements here that actually can sustain a project long-term Uh, and really build to learn and build engaging with the community. We saw a lot of people that like uh, launched projects without like caring about the community and people just jumped in because number go up. Um, So I'm excited to see like real builders and real community people, not that they don't exist now, but just more and more of them enter the space. Uh, so yeah, venture punk is really just like a place where I can, you know, give all my resources to, and it's, it's a mix of like advising projects and, uh, providing like co-founder as a service or CPO as a service and just want to just love helping others and helping others build. So whether it's from like advisory positions or, uh, capital, if I'm, helping out on the financial side or incubator. If I can, if an, if a CTO comes with, with this great tech and I can be more of like the business co-founder or the product co-founder and um, hire internally so that we can manage, you know, several different projects. Um, so yeah, currently looking for potential customers and clients and partners and really, you know, other entrepreneurs and, and people building this space with cool tech and cool ideas. So that's, I know that was there's a lot and it's still pretty vague. Uh, We're still working on exactly the positioning and the branding and everything. But it comes down to it, you know, builders helping builders. However, however, however I can. I want to help builders.
0: Yeah, you just made the announcement uh, via that Twitter thread before NFT NYC. So when can we expect like that first partner list of of who you uh, are working with, man? And and I would love to get like what questions they have, uh, like the conversations you've been having over the last week, for example. Uh, that you said you were kind of sitting down with different co-founders and founders and trying to scale the companies or trying to build new products. What are these questions that they have?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Happy to um, come back, you know, in a few months after launch and and have that conversation of like uh, how things have changed, but it's, it's companies that are like, and projects that are like all in this kind of boat that we've been talking about. There's like something there's something there, whether it's like early traction or early revenue or passionate group of users. But how do we take the next step? How do we raise a seed round? How do we rebrand so that we're, uh, you know, we, we still have this OG kind of vibe? Uh, how do we make it look like we're not just trying to cash grab? Because we're not. Uh, how, how do we grow the community? So it's all the, these projects that like, in one way or another, where they're a CCO project or they're a big big corporation it's it's just like how do we grow and how do we uh, or how do we build a build an awesome product Uh, how do we get the UX right Um, how do we get connected to you know community managers how do we get connected to artists Uh, it's all those types of problems it's just like how do we take the next step so I, I, having done this for a few years now, um, far from the expert, but I think I've got, I've got some, I've got some things and some value to provide some of these groups. So it's exciting. I love working with, with, uh, different entrepreneurs, different problems. Um, I, you know, by, by taking on several different clients, I get to, I, I, you know, no two days are the same and I get to keep, Mm. keep things interesting and work on different, different things here and there. Um, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Another thing that you get to do working with different clients is experience these different communities. What I guess, community pieces do you, have you seen over the past, maybe, um, you know, six months, maybe a year, even, uh, of probably projects doing it the right way from like a community building standpoint. Like what are some, I guess topics that you can give to these project, uh, leads that, uh, you would say like, here's an example of a community doing it the right way, in the same way that maybe Meme did it back in 2019?
1: Yeah, it always comes down to, like, authenticity and transparency. This Hive community can can spot, you know, the fakes and the shillers right away. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to think of another example, because it's so charged, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of Proof and Moonbirds, being a Proof Pass holder since Mint. Being able to watch what Kevin and team have done in launching Moonbirds, uh, it's really it's it's been a great example. And they have they've had some, you know, a leg up being a being a Web two founder connected to all these uh, advisors and investors and things. Um, I don't know if you can hear the trash truck outside I, my I window.
0: They're my taking bag. out my bags. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
1: no, so, so Moon Roots, I think, is doing some really interesting things. Nobody's perfect, but like where they, they've continued to ship and they've continued to build and surprising the audience and not just having this perfect roadmap lined out, but, but sharing enough uh, where we know something's coming here, something's coming there, but then all of a sudden we hear about oddities, you know? So um, do, having the right balance of like delivering on promises right. and delighting the community uh, totally upfront and clear and, and open as to what's happening. Um, I really like what they've been doing. Uh, I don't say that just because they have, you know, several moonbirds. Um, but there's, yeah, I mean, there's um, I'm really interested in like a lot of CCO projects as well. Mm-hmm. CCO is another thing that's like, a step deeper, which is like now the IP is open source, and now the community kind of owns the, the uh, these characters in this universe, and it's up to them to kind of grow and build. So that's something that's I think really really interesting. That's another big experiment, uh, but you see some cool communities coming out of that. You know, Nouns is kind of the classic; it's the Godfather, so to speak, of the CCO kind of movement. But I really like Toads on the smaller side. I like. Um, Tiny Dinos and what they're able to do with like a Freedom Mint multi-chain CCO project, and they just continue to build and ship and and uh, host a cool community. So that's another another one, and I think it's it's still super early in this, and it, that's that's the meme, and and I I always say that, but it's just like,
0: <laughs> yes, we're early. We're
1: still we're still trying to figure out like what's the best way to do it? And I think CCO is not for everybody, but it, it's cool for some things. Uh, we wouldn't want Star Wars to be CCO or else we wouldn't have, you know, it would look a lot different now, but it's really cool that we can create new things and have it be community owned since the since Jump. Um, you know, a DAO is not for everybody. Sometimes you need a, a centralized company for certain reasons, uh, at least for now. Um, yeah, so I, 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 it's not fun in a down market. It's not fun when your portfolio just collapses overnight. Uh, however, having lived through several of them, um, there is something special about just like the months or years or however long. Don't say that. Uh, Don't say years. You never know, man. You never know. I'm not. I've always been horrible at timing the market, hmm. but this time is time for builders, and I know that's overused and that's cliche now, but it is. You know out of these the you know after the dot-com movement you saw or the dot-com time you saw some really great companies come out of there and out of the 18 and 19 you saw some really cool crypto projects come out um
0: i'll I'll tell you one thing man like experiencing NFT NYC from afar this time i know we, we ran into each other at the uh we well, ran into each other i you invited me to the nifty's uh event which was awesome uh but we didn't get a chance to talk that much while we were there but this time experiencing it not there but across my timeline and all these different things it was cool to see the community interactions irl you know like it was much different i feel like then uh they, i feel like communities almost had more time we had more pfp projects that Existed, uh, you know, here, and it was just awesome to see like each IP build out an experience for their community members. That was like something we didn't see as much in 2019. I feel, or in 2021.
1: Yeah, that was only like what seven months ago, uh, and how different it looks. And you know, the ETH price uh, <laughs> looked a lot different. Um, but they were still, they were still there, and they were still creating these communities and events. Uh, Ape Fest did happen last year, but, you know, I had some really cool guests, but like this, this time took it up a notch. And I think, you know, we're natively digital, we're here in different parts of the world chatting. Um, but there's something about being together in the same space, you know, mm-hmm. it's um, being able to break bread and have a beer with some of these people, people that you've been working with, uh, communities, just getting together. and. Um, yeah, it's so so fun and so rewarding.
0: Yeah, speaking of that uh, community getting together, Skylabs is something I wanted to touch on. Ronan uh, made sure that he commented on that Twitter post uh, and told me to ask you about Skylab. <laughs> so, would love to hear about what you're doing with that uh, as well. I know you guys got together in NY.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Skylab is again, it's starting as an as an experiment. Um, I launched I launched Skylab about two months ago. And what it is now is a private community of web three builders. That's it. Uh, where it's a discord with, uh, about a hundred people and it's builders helping builders. So whether you're an entrepreneur, um, an investor, a developer, a creator, a collector, but you're building in this space, um, you're you're in this community and you're helping each other out and there's it's sharing of resources. Hey, I need to hire so and so or Hey, I need this or Hey, I'm trying to fill out my round. Um, and it's just a good gr- group of people that are just kind of helping each other out. I've I've intentionally tried to keep it on the on the on the smaller side and let it grow organically for the reasons mentioned. Where at meme we d- quickly launched into a token, other projects you quickly launch into a DAO. So for this one, I wanted to pump the brakes a little bit and. See what the community needed, and see how this could be most helpful to people. Um, It's been two months now, so I think as 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 often happens, like I went too far in the other direction, and now we need some kind of guidance and government and governance, uh, and someone kind of pointing in a direction to go. So in these last couple weeks, after leaving Nifty, started to put more time and attention into growing Skylab. So we have a lot of ideas where it could go. It could end up being an incubator or a fund or it could build projects together or a DAO, or maybe it's a tokenized community. A lot of different ideas, um, but one way or another, like it's it's a cool group that help other builders in this space. And uh, we, we now have a jobs board where, where builders can post their open jobs. Um, there's some cool like content soon gonna be coming out of that space. Uh, it's just another way that I can help others and you know connect with other people in this space and access deal flow so it's not completely altruistic. there is some uh, you know for selfish reasons get to talk to cool people building in this space and get to write angel checks for really cool projects um, and just you know build alongside friends. so it's it's a fun community and I, I see that continuing to continuing to grow. yeah, if people are interested they can, check out skylab.xyz and fill out the form and uh, definitely want you in there, man.
0: Yeah. I I was going to mention that I filled out the application right before the episode. One of the questions on the survey that got me hung up was what would I pay for, uh, you know, this, this membership, right. It was like less than an ETH all the way up to five ETH. And I was there for about like, I couldn't, I'm probably 10 minutes thinking about like, okay, (laughs) what like I need to know like what, is involved here. And it, it was just a cool thought experiment uh, that I think you like threw into the middle of a survey. Uh, I'm interested to see what like people answered on that survey as well, but it's it's wide ranging. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and uh, you know, if, if you're a good builder and, and you, you bring the vibes, then uh, you know, everybody's welcome in. However, it's interesting to see what people it's part of it is just like, you know, like a survey type of question for me, like, how much do you value this thing? Mm-hmm. Does it need to be a free thing? Right now, it's free. I haven't charged anybody to participate. But at some point, you know, do we issue an NFT? Do we start? Do people start needing needing to pay dues? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a question, just because I was curious. Like, do people think it's just this quick, uh, free community, or are people really engaged and would pay several ETH? You know, when I asked the question, ETH was a different price but I think it still works and help like directionally determine uh, like how invested people want to be in this thing.
0: Just to be open and transparent. I answered too. So uh, okay. I, I, I put it out there, right? Okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So go ahead, and, go ahead and send that to Jordan Lyle. I, I,
0: I definitely will right after this. <laughs> uh, so that was the payment for, for coming on the, uh, the episode as well as I believe, <laughs> but now I'm just, just being uh, a little bit of funny there at the end of the episode. Um, we do have, you know, kind of that bear market that we're talking about. That's kind of the last thing I want to get to is where you think maybe we're headed in the long term. We've been through a couple cycles uh together already. Uh so would love to hear your thoughts on on where this goes.
1: You know, 2019 or 20, it was like the focus was on DeFi and and I think we proved that there's that there's a path to product market fit maybe it's product market fit. Um, and I think with, with NFT summer last year and where we're at now, like we proved as a as a ecosystem that there's something there with NFTs. I mean, you don't get anywhere else that we need the blockchain to do this. Um, I think there will be something else that says, whether it's combining these things or it's something entirely new, but that's gonna kind of continue this this, you know, growth, you know, slow growth up and to the right long term, zoom out up and to the right. And that these middle, you know, in between things are really just subject to macro economy stuff, right? I think the world, you know, the crypto market would look a lot different if if we didn't have COVID, if we didn't have, um, you know, the the inflation issues we're having in the US, we didn't have the Ukraine war, I think things would look a little bit different. Um, And then This this volatility is obviously subject to like just natural human hype cycle and all these things and greed and all this stuff, but I think long term things are moving up and to the right and it's just finding the right combination of of these technologies and teams. Um, You know, we said it before, but like now's the time to build and and do it in like a focused. uh, But experimental way, a patient way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know it's hard for people that like lost a lot of money or they need income, but like, uh, now is the time to try different things. And like I said, pull out the things that, that worked from the previous rounds and, um, but continue to iterate and continue to talk to users. And, um, again, it's going to shake out the, the real builders in this space. Um, and the real communities that are there doing doing great things. So I'm kind of cheating by creating a company that will allow me to do different things and be able to be flexible. And if a project works, but if you know, then I can put more resources into it. If a project doesn't work, then I can kill it. Um, so that you know how I set that up is is allowing me to be flexible and work on different things or hey if a pfp project uh explodes and that's great but if i launch something as ex- as an experiment I-, I can move on and do something do something else so yeah now now's the time to experiment and um talk to your community and uh solve solve real problems
0: Man, it's awesome to see you continue to build uh, since those meme days, man. Like really, seeing your trajectory uh, in the space is really cool to watch. And, and you, you
1: were at an early, early on in that in that journey, almost two years ago. You guys were your community and the uh, NFT live community were early on, and and I think one of the first podcasts I was on. So. Yeah. Big thanks to you and it's always fun to stay in stay in touch and stay in contact.
0: All those many decades ago uh in the NFT <laughs> space time, man. I love it. But uh yeah, uh great conversation here today, man. Uh drop those links for anybody that's interested in getting involved in in the projects uh that you've got going forward as well. Uh and then we'll get up out of here. Sounds great. Awesome. Can you drop the links by chance?
1: In the chat here in Riverside or, or, or on on YouTube?
0: Just just tell them. Just just tell us what you oh, got. Oh, just
1: like, like say it. Um, I can do that. Uh, yeah, so I'm at Jordan Lyle on Twitter. Uh, Venturepunk is just Venturepunk.com. Um, Skylab.xyz. Uh, MSN.com is pretty cool. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Venturepunk. Awesome Check us out
0: cool a great conversation here today thank you guys for tuning into to the nifty q show we are coming at you again tomorrow uh around the same time with skate x it's going to be a great conversation on what they're building uh but jordan lyle love to have you on man we'll have you on again for a fourth fifth sixth, however long <laughs> we're in the space together uh super excited to see you continue always to build. fun